0: Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made off money. She's blonde, 5'2", and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman.
2: Hump day? Yes, indeed, it is hump day. Why that music in?
3: Because it normally ends. Oh, <laughs> there you have it.
2: Well, I we mean, pra- it's no
3: Beatles, but we,
2: well, we practically became music radio last night. I was practically, you know, the the D- DJ AK on last night's Andrew A.K. Hey, hey, show. Yesterday, Beatles yeah, song. yeah. I'm glad to have you guys here with us tonight on Hump Day as we are rolling towards a, not just a weekend, but a holiday weekend, a Labor Day weekend. Glad to have you guys here with us tonight. 888, write this number down, 888-344-1170, 888-344-1170. I think we have closed our poll, our debate question and last night. We, we've we closed it. No, we, we ended up tying, giving some additional emails that continue to roll in. I am officially closing the great debate that was... Beatles and Elvis overrated, yay or nay. And since we officially ended up with a tie, I am actually at this point, uh, since my name is on the show, I am declaring myself the winner of that great debate. All right. Um, if I, I know we have many listeners that are outside San Diego County, but I got to tell y'all, bear with us. If you are not here in San Diego, we have got evacuations that are taking place. We've got a heat wave, in case you haven't heard, here in San Diego County, across California, actually. Super hot. Even it's low 80s at the coast, upwards of uh, triple digits inland. And we actually, the humidity dropped and it's very dry. And that, of course paves the way for it to be fire season for us going into the fall. And there are evacuations underway out in the Barrett Lake area and Dulzura area of San Diego County. I'm not that familiar with the county. I didn't even know it was that populated. So, if, uh, But I'd like to hear from you if you've got a home in that area. Are you evacuating? Are you worried about your home? I, I, what I'm seeing on the TV is pretty scary. 888 344 1170 if you were out in East County, because I believe that that's out by way of take 94 East and then maybe, maybe take the, I don't know, is it the uh, Hammershaw Road, maybe? Uh, is that the, uh, uh, let me bring in my man, my Padna, every night of the week. Of course, it is the man who's wrong when it comes to music, but he's right as my right hand man every night of the week. Of course, I'm talking about DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, you can call me the king.
3: Anyway, uh, yeah, I just think I believe you. Just take ninety four as as far as it can go, and it takes you out there.
2: Yeah, it's ninety four degrees in that area. Twenty three percent humidity. I told you the humidity had dropped, and you were like, "Look, when I'm at triple digits in East County, I don't I don't care anymore." Uh, for me, I do because I have a much better hair day when it is low, uh, humidity. So thoughts and prayers to everybody. We're hoping that you are out of harm's way. If you're in that area, if you're concerned or if you're staying watering down your home, it's looking to me like it's desolate. It's not even looking like an area out there that's, that's, uh, inhabited. But we also know that these situations, uh, these situations can get out of hand when, when we can have fires in hills that don't have any homes or, In the area, and then next thing you know, it's we've got a neighborhood going up. Uh, There is a flex alert in effect until 9 p.m. tonight. That's when Californians are asked to conserve energy where possible. We're going to be talking energy later on in tonight's uh, show. The financial thought doctor Dave Elhoff, is going to be here who is always quite opinionated when it comes to all things climate change and all things energy, particularly as it relates to electric vehicles and electricity. So we've got and we've got some information to share with you guys on that. So stay tuned uh, later for that. Um All right. We also are keeping our eye uh, across the country down by way where I have family, and that's in Jackson, Mississippi. Evidently, they still are without any drinkable or bathable water in a very large area in Jackson, Mississippi. And if you are listening to me from that area, and uh, Dylan Hanks, who used to work for us here, actually left us and went to DJ, a radio station down in Jackson, a music station. And uh, I don't know if he's still in the Jackson area, but I'd be, con- be- oh, he's not. Okay. So uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. So Dylan, uh, if you're listening, let us know if you're okay. If you happen to be listening, uh, knowing Dylan, he's probably already made his way down to New Orleans to the French Quarter and he's eating he's eating him some jambalaya.
3: I can picture and, it now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> when he first moved down there, he was like, he messaged me and he's like, you are not kidding about the food down here. And I'm like, absolutely not. Okay. Speaking of kidding. The DOJ and the FBI must have been kidding when they put out that, that, uh, doc, uh, the document picture that they put out today. Um, what was supposed to be some kind of shocking, you know, photo? I, I, they say a picture has uh, says. Uh, 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 what's the old saying? Worth
3: a thousand words. A
2: picture is worth a thousand words. I don't know what they thought this picture was supposed to mean. What it was supposed to be worth to the American people. I mean, get this. Get. Uh, did you see the the pickskins? I did. Did, it, did that not explain to you why? You probably don't know this because you don't do Twitter anymore, but there was a reason why the hashtag staged was trending immediately. Oh, I'm sure it after was. That that's p- exactly how it looked. Right. I mean, it, 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 I've never done a, a, an FBI raid before. I've never been a victim of an FBI raid. I've never had my home ransacked by a bunch of FBI agents roaming around pilfering through my underwear drawer. But I wouldn't imagine that if they're there... At, at, at all, let alone with classified documents that they would be taking the time to spread them out on the floor so that they can take pictures, particularly of classified documents. Are you not there to just gather up what you think is important and then get out of the home? What what was we're being told that we're not allowed to even see the affidavit the, they the affidavit was so redacted that they even redacted the part in which they justified redacting the document. They redacted their justification for redactions. Yet they are they think it's okay to publish a picture that take pictures by the way, on devices of classified documents and then spread that out to the world. Does that make sense to you, Skins? Nope. Why didn't they just put out the selfie with the FBI agent with the Because you know they did, right? You know they're all standing there with that with their face in a picture, with the documents behind them, right? Look what we got. Yeah. Look at me. I'm in Mar a Lago in front of all these top secret documents. You know they, you know they did it, right? A while back we read. I, you know what? I didn't even think about it. I should have brought it. Remember that Federalist? No, you weren't here. That was when Jalapeno was filling in, and the Federalist had done. This was a, the Friday after they did the raid, and the Federalist came out with with their fifteen things that the FBI planted at Trump. Okay.
3: <laughs> what was on the list? <laughs>
2: it was. I'm going to have to Google it. It was stuff like. <laughs> ha, ha. It was stuff like a January 2021 calendar, and Trump had circled the date of January 6th and wrote to, uh, to do insurrection on it. Uh, it was, just you know, it was, oh, a foam finger that said, let's go Brandon on it. I mean, it was absolutely hysterical stuff.
3: Something out right out of the onion.
2: Oh, yeah. And then each item, the, and this is what I, why I was laughing, thinking about it compared to this picture that came out today, because then each item that the Federalists said they planted, they Then they described um, what they wrote on the outside of the box or the envelope in which they put it, right? So is that not what could have happened with these documents here, right? Oh, so because the file folder says top secret, that means that the codes to the nukes were inside the file folder? Could have been anything. (laughs) But of course, the great journalist, Steve Ducey, the guy who, but for the fact that um Bob's. What was the guy with the big nose's name who ended up playing the dad with the TV show with the with the three daughters Um, in the nineties? With um, it was the TV show was based in San Francisco. Full House. Full House. uh, Trivia, fun fact. But for the fact that Steve Ducey lost out to the Bob Saget to play the role of the dad. He would not be sitting on the Fox News sofa in the mornings. He, he is an alleged actor, an alleged comedy actor, by the way, who literally that was, he was up for the role. It was between him and I did not know that. Yeah. So, so, um, so this is the guy that's trending today on Twitter, Steve Ducey, as though he did some amazing journalism today sitting on the sofa of Fox News, as though he's just the reincarnation. Of uh, Ben Bradley, right? So he decides. he's they've got Kirstie Gnome on? Is it Kirstie or Christie? I can never remember. The beautiful governor at out of North Dakota, Very I believe. It, oh, gorgeous gal, gorgeous gal. It's one of the reasons why they hate her. She's the governor version of Melania, right? So they've got her as a guest on the show today, and she is one cool customer. Okay. So Steve Ducey starts trending because the left is just absolutely convinced as their hero of the day that he just destroyed Christy Gnome in a discussion about these documents that were supposedly revealed. And let me tell you, he, he was, he, he hit the ground like a safe worse today than he did when he got the call from the casting director that he lost the job to, to a Full House. I want you to listen to this exchange between Steve Ducey and the beautiful Chris- Kirstie or Christie Gnome.
1: Well, ultimately, it comes down to why did he have all that secret stuff uh, at Mar-a-Lago? You know, I know he, his team has said that they declassified it, but that's news to the agencies that those mm-hmm. documents belong to. And and Governor, he he had uh, he had apparently three classified documents. In his desk. And then the stuff, as Brian detailed on the floor, it shows uh, five yellow folders marked top secret and another one with that says secret SCI, which means sensitive compartmentalized information. Those are the biggest secrets in the world. Why would he and apparently the president, former president, went through them in January. Why wouldn't he say, oh, you know what? I really need to turn that back over. Why do he have
2: all that stuff at Mar-a-Lago? Well that's why I think it's important that this is transparent and that we do have someone who's outside of the DOJ looking at this and talking to people. What what is this information? We don't know what was in there. We don't know that if, I think believe President Trump declassified all this information. Let's find out really what the process is, what is right, what's precedent that other other presidents have followed and make sure that this I don't is done. Think correctly. Any governor,
1: governor, I don't think any president has ever carted off that many documents to their house after they left the presidency.
0: Well, it was no secret. I mean, it was out in front. We've seen the video. I mean, it wasn't. If he was trying to conceal something, he did a pretty terrible job because you see all the boxes and the hand trucks going loading onto the chopper. Yeah, you
2: know what? Let, let, let I me guess a question. Yeah, you know what? Let me stop this right here. Let me end this this pain and agony. This is worse than watching an episode of Full Full House or Fuller House the reboot, which is, which was even worse. Uh, you know she's absolutely correct. I mean, this guy Steve Ducey is sitting there quoting uh, talking points from the FBI, as though we're supposed to trust this institution, right? As though because he's he's uh, first of all he's talking about documents found in a drawer and documents that he had for days. Where did he get that information? Right? Because we don't have any of the information as the American people to justify this raid. We've got nothing nothing but a redacted document. Number one. And number two was so and the reason why they redacted everything and including coming out today and, and denying Trump and saying that Trump doesn't deserve to have an independent person look through these documents because it's a threat to national security. How convenient. Right. It's such a threat to national security that nobody was allowed to be in there when they searched. Nobody's allowed to know their justifications for it. But yet they're able to show these classified documents out there. Right. Uh, and, but, but let's be real here for a moment. I don't deserve, I, I don't think the FBI The DOJ deserves the benefit of the doubt here. This is the same FBI that is documented to have lied to the FISA courts to illegally spy on Donald Trump. This is the same FBI that said in text messages during, in the middle of Crossfire Hurricane, that their goal was to stop him from running for, uh, stop him from winning the election in 2016. This is the same FBI that just recently, fast forwarding, just recently was busted for covering up the Hunter Biden laptop story, which is why T Bolt. Was forced out on Friday from the FBI because of the whistleblowers coming forward, not because Christopher Ray was doing the right thing for the for the country, but because whistleblowers forced this guy out. This is the same FBI that, according to Zuckerberg, tried to control the outcome of the election with uh, suppressing the Hunter Biden story. So, Steve Ducey, if you're going to pretend to be a journalist, if you're going to pretend that you're some kind of investigative reporter, then investigate and do your job. But it's quite the sham. OK, we're going to um, we're going to take a little break in a moment before we do. We're going to quickly go to the phones. Um, we've got a caller on the line who wants to talk about Biden threatening America.
3: Walter, you're up. Hello. How you doing, Andrea?
2: I'm good. How are you, my man?
3: I am pretty good. i me my wife or something. Hold on, mama. Uh I just got he's he's threatened us like three or four times and y'all are not asking
0: none of the news reporters are asking why he is threatening the American people with
3: military action. He keeps asking us, well, are you gonna fight the military? Are you gonna fight tanks? Are you gonna fight F 15s The question should be, are you going
0: to attack the American people with the American military?
2: Well, you know what, Walter, you are always. Well, Walter, I appreciate you. Um, You're a, a good friend of the show. But and, and you're and like me, you're always ahead of the story. In fact, that was going to be coming up in our next segment. So I'm glad you called in and, get, and, and teased it up for us because we're going to be talking about the threats that Joe Biden made to the American people, and particularly uh, ongoing threats, and not just in the form of his comments about uh, F-14s. Uh, but the they're not even hiding the fact anymore. You know, Walter, you've been listening to the show for a long time. You know that I've been telling people for years this isn't about Trump. This is about going after 75 million people that would vote for him they're not even hiding it anymore in addition to threatening us with f with f14s they're also coming out and declaring that we are enemies of the state and if they can declare 75 million people enemies of the sit of the state simply because we voted for trump then they can use all the weight of the u.s government to go after us and then we're all michael flynn's we're all january 6 defendants. so we are going to be talking about that when we come back walter um we got to take a break but thank you for calling in we appreciate you thank you for doing my job walter we're going to be talking about the threats that Joe Biden is making to America when we come back, to Trump supporters when we return. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego.
3: Andrea K telling you like it is while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K show on the Answer Somebody's San Diego. Right
2: now, it, my, is this, is it my musical taste? How much more abuse am I supposed to take from you people uh, about my I music? Have it
3: on a confirmed source, yes, that is why.
2: And by uh, the way, I'm continuing to get emails from people about this whole Beatles, um, Elvis underrated thing last night. Uh, hash uh, subject line from a listener. Um, I, you know, this is not a way. By the way, fans of AK. When you, when you email me, not best to put in subject line, you are wrong. Okay. Hat tip. Uh, Here's, here's a tip for the day. Um, however, Larry, I love you because you you messaged me about 59 times a day and I just love you so much for it. Elvis and the Beatles were great, he says. Interesting call about commie influence on the Beatles. I don't know if you know about that, mister in the back over there. That was an interesting call last night. Um, he says they still rock. Rock on, Andrea. Well, I'm going to continue. Right yes, there. very smart listener, except for the fact that he put in the subject line that I was wrong.
3: Well, that's you know, never a smart move. Never, never,
2: never a smart move. Um okay so um before we get back into serious topics well this is serious before we get back into politics I got to share with you guys what's going on thanks to the crack AK show crew here about what's happening uh, in with some fire areas and this is actually starting to really concern me and I wanted to tell you guys this is according to uh San Diego Fire Department Uh, There's two new evacuation points related to these fires. The hashtag everybody's using, by the way, if you want to if you want to get up to date on it, if you want to see the latest, uh, you can Google search hashtag border 32 fire hashtag update. And this is from the Twitter account of the San Diego Sheriff Department. Um, They've got new temporary evacuation points or the Hamul Casino Mountain Empire High School. Um, They uh, ask that you follow. It's a developing situation. And they ask that you follow at. SD Sheriff and at Cal Fire San Diego for updates. Um, road closures and connected with the hashtag border 32 fire, which is burning in Dolzura and Portrero in the East County is uh, Takati Port of Entry. State route 94 is closed to all traffic between Forest Gate road in Campo and Otai Lakes road in Dulzura. That is a very heavily populated area. I believe so thoughts and prayers to my peeps in that area. Please stay safe. Uh, SD uh, San Diego Fire Department's helicopter th- helicopter three is en route to help fight the willow fire. So there's a willow fire hashtag willow fire in the lakeside. Uh, helicopter two is operational in case of a fire for our city. So they've got that ready to go. Um, and again, follow SD sheriff and at Cal Fire San Diego for latest details so the wildfire is near State Route, the the um, Willow Fire is near State Route 67 and Willow Road near Lakeside. The temporary evacuation point is at Lakeside Christian Church, and that is at 13739 El Monte Road. So the, out there by Lakeside, that's, that's not in the exact same location where we had a really bad one a few years ago, which was out by way of Shadow Mountain Church. But gosh, you know. Fire season starting early, uh, DJ Potato Skins, and we hate to see that. We really do. Um, and good news, though, for my, my peeps down in the, in the Gulf Coast, this is, as we were reported, we were the first to, I th- show, I think, to report Skins a few weeks ago, that this is the first time going into June in a hurricane season in 41 years that there has not been a named storm in uh, June through August at this point in hurricane season. So we're going to continue to keep our eyes on these fires out there. And if we've got additional information to share with you guys in terms of road closures, evacuation points where you can go, um, we will share that with you. Okay, shifting back, our man Walter, who's called in the show before I recognize Walter's voice, that's my keen music ear. That's my music ear, right? I may not be able to see, sing, but. I can hear, right? That was my music ear. I recognize Walter's voice. Uh, He was like, why isn't anybody talking about the threats that Joe Biden is literally leveling at the American people? They are literally, he said that they are waging war. There was a poll came out yesterday that said 40% of Americans, 40% say that they expect a civil war at this point. That's frightening to me. There's never been a time where I thought that there was a civil war. Now, maybe I got to get inside that poll. I'm going to look into it. Maybe there, there's different ways that you can be at war, right? I mean, the Russians said years ago that, uh, they were going to be able to take, take us over from within without firing a single shot. You know, it was through psychological operations, right? Psyops, you know, that's part of what the cultural Marxist movement is. Um, so I hesitate to use the word waging war because one of the things that some conservatives are pointing out correctly is they would love for us to do What we say in the South act a fool. They would love, love, love. Look, they the FBI has been baiting. They've been infiltrating. We talked about Rayups last night. We did extensive coverage of what happened in the Fed napping plots and what they were going to try to do with Northam, Northam in Virginia. We know that they tried to infiltrate. At um, any time there's rallies. And so we've got to keep cool heads. We've got to make sure we're not inciting anything and that we you know, we're certainly not advocating for any kind of violence in the streets. But do you think we, I'm going to play this clip that everybody is saying is Joe Biden threatening threatening Trump supporters and this is and by, and by the way I think one of the reasons why people are before we, we play this clip I think one of the reasons why people are, are thinking of this in terms of a flat out threat skins is because this is on the heels of him not just saying once that MAGA are fascist or semi-fascist he's doubled down on it uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre came to the microphone and said in in response to that, that he views basically Trump supporters, MAGA, as extremists who are threats to democracy and threats to our rights and basically declared that we are enemies of the state. So then after that, he gives this big speech in which he then says this. Um, I believe it's clip five. And for those brave right
1: wing Americans who say it's all about. Keeping America, keeping America's independent and safe. If you want to fight against a country, you need an F-15. You need something a little more than a gun. No, I'm not joking. Think about this. Think about the rationale we use, that's used to provide this. And who
2: are they shooting at? Shooting at these guys behind me. Huh? A um, couple things here. Um... I, I don't even know what he means at the end there when he says who are these guys shooting at uh, at us these shooting at these guys behind me um I I don't know if he was pointing to some US military behind him I that's what I suspect in in that he was doing and that's concerning to me I want to start there because we, we I don't have to educate you guys out there I don't have to educate you conservative and maga voters we all understand that he is mocking what our found what us um, because we understand, and we know that what our founders intended for the Second Amendment was not that we'd be able to go and shoot you know a pheasant for Thanksgiving or turkey for Thanksgiving, but it, that it would be and it's literally stated basically that, that it would be our way in which we could defend ourselves and get a, a tyrannical government. So he starts out by mocking us. Uh well, like I don't I don't know that I interpret it with him saying I see it as mocking less more mocking than less of a threat. Basically what he's trying to say in my opinion, here's how I interpret it is he's trying to say, "You idiots, it the second amendment isn't meant to protect you against tyranny because we've got F15s we can use against you." There's no way that there can be balance of, of power, and who are they going to be? And then he goes on to say, and who are they going to be shooting at? It's shooting it at, at, at these guys. So he must have been talking about the military there. I can clearly see that as being in, it, it, it as as being perceived as a threat because base. I, I I don't think that that's necessarily how he intended it. Do you see the difference? Um. I think that it's it it's perceived as a threat because basically somebody's telling you Don't think you can come against me. It's a it is a ve- it's a veiled threat is what it is, as I flush it through, as I really think about it. It's
3: made, oh it's meant to be intimidating.
2: It's meant to be intimidating. Which makes it a veiled threat. You think You got a gun? We you got F fifteens. Yes. It's like it it, but but it's veiled because it's not overt. It's like when Obama said they bring a knife. We bring a you know machete or whatever to it. He he wasn't being literal with that. I don't believe that Joe Biden was being literal here. So to me what jumps out to me is him pointing at the military. And let me tell you why. Because and this is what concerns me more about that comment as I as I delve inside of it is that. For for my entire life, partly because, you know, as the daughter of two Marines, I grew up in a military household and I was like indoctrinated into the military mindset that at least, you know, as my dad and, and parents explained to me, um, I grew up with an intense love for the military and trust for the military. And people like me and American and Patriots, we always assumed that we didn't that while we knew what the Second Amendment was for that that it was meant to uh, uh, allow us to defend ourselves against an overreaching government we never ever thought we would need it because we always believed that a non-political US military would be standing in the gap between us and an overreaching military. I can. I had many conversations with my dad about Cuba, and because there was all these strong military men around the world, and, and I would always be like, I don't understand. You know why? You know why don't they just take the government back from this dude? Because I'm thinking, why didn't the military take the? You know, I mean, you got the military and you got the population. Why are they letting a few of these a few of these dirt bags control the Compromised nation? Compromised military, Compromised military, and no weaponry on the part of the citizens. And that's exactly why. And if they've been able to take over and, and, and for the U.S. and and there's so many Americans that are like, you know, well, there, there's no way they could ever because we've got so many guns. Well, we don't have a military. We don't we have a We have a U.S. military at this point that has been compromised. I'm not going to say that we have a military at this point that would take up arms against the American people. But we've got an FBI that's completely that's completely corrupted. Uh, I don't want to hear any more from anybody that it's only a few at the top because if the entire institution because it's kind of like when Brigitte Gabriel had a moderate Muslim come and confront her uh, for the fact that she didn't she never differentiated between the radical Muslims and the moderate Muslims. And here was her response. Her response was, I don't talk about the moderate Muslims because they're irrelevant, because they're not doing anything to stop the problem. And because they're not doing anything to stop the problem, they don't deserve my discussion. In fact, that makes them part of the problem. And that's what we've got going on with the FBI and the DOJ if all the and good the people U.S. military.
3: Worked in those, depart- uh, those organizations, Andrea, they just got up and they said, you know what, enough's enough, and they walked out.
2: That's right. There's been enough corruption done in these institutions that we are not safe as American citizenry from a tyrann- t- uh, tyrannical government. We're going to take a break. We come back. We've got some more comments that he made about guns and gun control because one of the things he does need to do, one of the things they do need to do is try as much as they can to get our guns away from us. Did you guys know in San Diego County they're using your taxpayer dollars to buy back guns? Did you know that, Skins? You know they, they pay, they're paying $100 a gun to people here in San Diego County while we can't afford to pay for gas? We're going to talk about that and more when we come back. This is the Andrew K. Show on The Answer San Diego.
3: A.K. Dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego.
2: (sighs) Sigh. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show and the continuing saga that is the great music debate. Now, my buddy Frankie, oh, Frankie, my Cajun booby, my Cajun, my bro from. Prairieville sends me, emails me, com by the way, Greg, Greg, watch Gregory Harrison, My Sweet Lord, and eh. watch Billy Preston, My Sweet Lord, L- Frankie, watch Billy Preston sing in Lovely Day, okay? Stay, stick with the Billy Preston songs if you're going to watch oh, my Billy My Sweet Lord's
3: an awesome song, though.
2: And if you're gonna watch and then you also watch Led Zeppelin Stairway to Heaven. I've seen Zeppelin in concert. They're great, but I actually prefer Hart Hart um, okay. uh to uh, their version. Um let's get back to some politics. Got an email from this listener. Uh didn't listen to the moron moron speech, uh all caps on the morons <laughs> before the break. We were playing a clip from uh Biden. She goes on to say to describe. I guess. I guess she's describing an email from someone to Brandon. Uh, put your hands out. Put hope in one. Poop in the other, and <laughs> see which one fills up first. <laughs> I'm not sure I get it, but you know, if you if t- you talk about Joe Biden and poop in a in a sentence, I'm going to giggle because that's just how immature I am. All right. Um, if you, I, I'm hearing from people. That they're not in the evacuation area yet, so it hasn't, it hasn't come to them yet. My friends that are down in the Hamul, um, what's the other, uh, I can never remember the name of the, uh, it's Barrett Lake and that that Delzera, Del I never, you know why it's so close to Del Cerro? That I always get dulzera and that we also are keeping our eyes uh, peeled for a fire in Lakeside as well. All right. Continuing our discussion. Do we have to continue our discussion with Joe Biden? Wanted to grab our guns. Do I have to play another soundbite from Joe Biden? It's obvious he's doing it. Do I have to play another soundbite from Joe Biden? Yeah. here's here. It's a quick one. I promise. I'm not going to like this torture is you guys. This is one from last night? Yes. Because this, Which clip number? Well, because this is where he's talking about how he's determined to ban a- assault weapons in this country at the same time that Antifa actually went to protect drag queens that were doing drag shows in front of little children. Uh, I believe it was clip eight, maybe? Your handwriting is that of a serial Uh, killer.
3: Let's go. I tell you this all the time. Go with Dr. Andrea.
2: Okay. Uh, Right now, you can't go out and buy an automatic weapon.
1: You can't go out and buy a cannon. And for those brave right-wing Americans who say it's all about... Keeping America, keeping America's independent and safe. If you want to fight against a country, you need an F-15. Oh, that's you part of the assu- same. That's part of, the, part same of the same clip.
2: clip. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought this was the one where he's talking about how he's going to do everything he can. He, uh, I'm d- determined to ban assault weapons in this country. Um, look, we all know we've done. I've done the the reporting and the data analysis here that when we had the assault weapons ban. Uh, in this country, that's when Columbine happened. There has never been a gun control piece of legislation that stopped a bad guy from getting a gun. All that does is leave the innocent people, uh, the innocent people, you know, as sitting ducks. I mean, just yesterday, the red residents in Philadelphia were complaining that it was like a war zone there. The same day that Joe Biden is talking about wanting to take guns away from Americans and and mocking Second Amendment advocates, we have this going down in Philadelphia. Skins, uh, Doctor Skin. I think this was clip five. Do we have clip five, my dear? Well, you know, I can describe it. Basically, what we have going on here is uh, we've got a gentleman who's actually in Philadelphia describing. Time, we've got it. All right. Well, let's play clip five.
1: We heard rapid gunfire. We were in the kitchen at the time. So I told my daughter we both got down. It's like a war's on.
2: According to police, one person is dead after four people were shot just before 5 p.m. at 60th and Race Streets in West Philadelphia. Police believe someone in the group was targeted.
3: He fires at a group of males who were sitting on a set of chairs that are behind me.
2: Police say a 55-year-old man has died. The rest of the victims, who range from 33 to 60 years old, are hospitalized. Officials say the shooter was on foot and is likely from the area. I mean, this is just this you pick a city. This is happening all across this country. Yesterday, there was a viral video that came out in New York City, where this man is beating this woman with a gun while she's pushing a stroller and trying to steal, you know, her valuables and steal her purse. When this young—I can't tell how old he was, you know, maybe twenties—African American male comes up and and takes the gun away from the bad guy and chases him off. I mean, but for that, you know, good Samaritan, but for that fearless young man that came to rescue this woman, she'd be dead. He probably might have shot her kid. Too, right? I mean, do do we actually and, and New York City has some of the strictest gun control laws in this nation? Look, how come Joe Biden wasn't talking in his speech about Antifa that literally went to protect the barriers of a drag show in that that came out the these drag queens, if you want to call them that, come out of this bar. Of to, where they've been performing drag, come out into the streets in front of children, and you know, you know who I actually blame most for that is really the parents. Anybody that would take their kid to that, um, because it's just this is this is uh, adult sexual activities and, and, and sexual entertainment. Um, but the, here comes Antifa and surrounds these drag queens, and they're armed with—I'm not an expert in weaponry, but it certainly looked like AR-15s. So I guess it's okay, skins. If you're Antifa, just like it was okay in the summer of 2020, the summer of love, you couldn't protest, you couldn't leave your home, you couldn't go to work, but Black Lives Matter and Antifa could roam the streets and uh, kill people and murder people and slaughter people and burn down buildings. And, and, and Antifa can uh, be armed with AR-15s and what they were calling assault weapons, um, but you, Americans can't buy a, a rifle or a, they don't want you to be able to buy one yourself to protect yourself.
3: It depends on what your ideology is,
2: yeah, well, you know speaking of ideology, how has america's pastime gone from baseball to gender sex change surgery for children my heart. yeah well we're going to share this news I, well we got we got to, most Americans don't know you didn't know this story before I shared it with you today, and we're going to share this with you all when we come back. How did america's pastime baseball become no longer about home runs and peanuts? And now about trans surgery for children. Stay tuned. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego.
3: News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K. Show on the Answer, San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Who remembers a jingle back in the day? Let me see if I can remember: baseball, apple pie, and Chevrolet. That's back back when commercials had actual jingles, right? I used to love jingles. I used to love me some jingles. And they're actually really effective. And nobody even watches commercials anymore. That's just one aspect of American culture. They're not as creative as they used to be. No. Now when you've got on demand and you can record and you fast forward, it's like, you know, it's no fun anymore. Not even the Super Bowl commercials are any fun anymore. I used
3: to like to watch old commercials now when it gives you the opportunity to skip ads when you're streaming. I always skip.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know... That's why they got to blast you with pop up spam everywhere because otherwise nobody would ever see a commercial, right? But I digress. Um, I was just thinking about that because, you know, that's what baseball always was, right? The reason for that jingle was these were symbols of America baseball, uh, apple pie, right? Chevrolet, American made vehicles, uh, you know, baseball, True true America, right? And that's, I don't know who coined the term America's pastime. It was never my pastime. Uh, my, My dad was obsessed. He could quote all these stats from baseball. It was never my game. I found it boring. I was always a football girl. Um, but I get that, you know, it is it, even for somebody who's not a baseball person like me, it's still, to me, it's wonderful. I'd love Petco Park to just, just sit outside in the sunshine, oh, eat it's some beautiful. peanuts, you know, hear the crack of the bat. You know, I mean, I, I can enjoy the experience and, and particularly on a beautiful, you know, afternoon day or evening day. Um, I even kind of like the movie Field of Dreams. Not my favorite, but, you know, Kevin Costner in his glory days, what's not to like, Anything right? Costner. Right, so um, it's particularly disturbing. We think of we think of the uh, of the main sports uh, you know uh, industry, the main sports franchise or type of sport that's gone woke as, as the NFL with kneeling. The average American is probably going to be disturbed to find out that it, that um, twenty major league baseball teams support organizations that are performing sex change operations on children. This is from National Review. They um, looked at the causes and organizations to which these teams are handing out millions of dollars in donations uh, to support sex change surgery, hormone treatments, and other dangerous uh, procedures for transitioning teens and preteens. This comes from Breitbart. National Review found that almost every team in the league... Promote, quote, promote or fund groups that encourage or provide sex change procedures and gender transition hormone treatment for minors as young as 12. Other organizations promote social transitions, i.e. non-medical changes in, quote, gender expression, including the adoption of new names, pronouns and clothing for children as young as three. Much of the support these teams are lending is organized under the rubric of the widespread LBGTQ Pride Nights that the league pushes. Along with the yearly events in the stadiums, the team also donate money to a number of advocacy groups, usually local groups, but national groups as well. For example, the Detroit Tigers support the Ruth Ellis Center and Court Town Health in Detroit. Um, at the checkout page for tickets on the Pride Night game, the Tigers website offered a quote, a chance to support a local pride organization of your choice with a drop down menu that included LBGT focused clinics, both of which perform medical gender transitions on minors on top of uh, gender uh, changing drugs. It includes irreversible gender affirming, gen- not gender affirming, mutilation of children's bodies. Um, another charity group promoted by the Tigers is the Trans Sistas of Color, uh, Trans Miners' Rights, and beyond. Uh, the group's tagline for Trans Miners' Rights is Unblock Blockers. Um, Five teams that promoted groups that push dangerous surgeries on kids includes Detroit Tigers, Boston Red Sox, the Brewers, the Rays, and the Cleveland Guardians. Four teams that partner with organizations to provide counseling and referrals to youths for medical procedures includes the L.A. Dodgers the Pittsburgh Pirates, the San Diego Padres and the Oakland A's. Five teams that promote groups that offer guides in promotion of the transgender lifestyle include Cincinnati Reds, Houston Astros, the Diamondbacks, the Phillies and the Colorado Rockies. Six teams support groups that have lobbyists for the trans cause and advocate for the transgender lifestyle. And these include Chicago Cubs, White Sox, the LA Angels, the Twins, the Cardinals and the Washington Nationals. The National Review concluded with it's a classic case of institutional capture by the left. And they are right to say that it's up to fans to speak out and urge the league to reverse course on this outrageous advocacy. It's disgusting. It's I'm, absolutely I'm, I'm, I, disgusting. I can
3: say I'm ashamed to be a Dodgers fan as right now.
2: This is this is I'm preying on children. I was I was that child that thought a mistake had been made, and I am grateful. That I didn't live in this time because I would have been murdered. I would have been denied the chance to be who God and who I was meant to be. All right, hour two is on its way, and so is the financial thought doctor, Dave Elhoff. Stay tuned. We're going to be talking about the economy, and it ain't good. <laughs> Amazing.